Hi guys, welcome back. This is Richard Sachs and Doug is here too. This is Lost Arts Radio Live. It's nice to see you again <clears throat> through the camera, I guess. And uh, we tried a new experiment today. We've been on uh, kind of a little timeout that was given to us for our own good by YouTube because um, they felt like we should be unable to live stream for a couple of weeks to see if we're reformed after that little reminder. And so we we started a new version like a safe space show right before this main show to to try to keep a presence over there so we wouldn't lose contact with everybody that we've gotten to know through that major platform. And on this one, which is going to go by real fast, I this this one I'm not being quite as careful with language because I I, I just feel like it's so late in the game and there because of the things that are happening in the world we need to really say directly what's happening and not just to say, oh, these bad things are happening. Thanks a lot for joining us. But look, here's the the challenge and this is what we have to solve and what we have to play our part to improve. And in order to do that, we go over some of the things that are going on in the world, not not to be defeatist about it, but to say, okay, here's the challenge. And I would say... Um, the main point is how the whole situation can be reversed and the game won by humanity and by life. And so one of the things that came to mind this week is that, you know, it came up in, in a lot of discussions that we had. <clears throat> if you're working on one primary issue, which a lot of people who care about what's going on are um, doing a lot of good raising awareness of whatever spe special focus they're working on, maybe Wi-Fi in schools or uh, getting geoengineering exposed and stopped or the chemicals and poisons in the food that you're supposed to eat every day, the toxic medical system promoting poisonous chemicals, which are supposedly medicine. You know, real medicine doesn't have any bad effects like that. It doesn't poison anybody. The totally corrupt educational system, the central banks that are controlling governments and stealing all the natural wealth of virtually every country in the world now. The war industry, which is really <clears throat> heating up under the current fake president, um, whereas the last one was trying in, you know, within his own limitations to get that stopped and actually didn't start any new wars during his whole term, as he promised, which is amazing. A lot more he could have done, but at least that was accomplished then. Or if you're talking about the suppressed uh, clean and free energy technology that's been available for more than 100 years, that is light years beyond anything like solar and wind. I mean, it would just leave it in the dust behind. <clears throat> the most of the people working on solar and wind have really good intent, and they're doing some great things. And some people are aware enough so that when they put a solar electric system in their home or their mobile home, whatever they're living in, uh, they don't want it connected to the grid. It's really important to understand that because the grid is used for surveillance. Uh, they can do all kinds of things using the the power grid as carrier system now. Um, but whatever issue that you're working on and focused on, you know, like getting rid of the smart meters and the weaponized telecom frequencies and all that, you can be a lot more effective in exposing that issue and <clears throat> teaching people about it and changing it if you understand more of the bigger picture, like context in which um, the single issues all exist and how they fit together, and you can make much better uh, use of whatever you know about your single issue if you understand more of the bigger picture. And a lot of people need to improve on that. I'm sure I do too. So one of the biggest, most immediate threats to life that that you could kind of see as a single issue, but it's connected to every other good cause that you might be working on. Um, you can probably guess the one that I'm going to mention here. It's the biggest one right in front of everybody, I think, and that's the global pandemic uh, that we've been dealing with for over a year because there's an argument for every single issue to make that the most important one. In Like geoengineering is is much more than weather control. It's poisoning the entire biosphere <clears throat> intentionally with 
really specific recipes of poison to spray on different parts of the world. So in a way, it's the most important, but um, other ones are too. The frequency changes that are being done, kind of a negative terraforming on, on Earth right now with all the new satellites that have been going up thanks to various private companies, including SpaceX and other ones, are radiating down uh, weaponized uh, wireless frequencies, including 5G. Uh, It's one of the things that Elon's company is doing. So, you know, extremely, there's, there's a good argument that those are the most immediate important. But with the pandemic, they want to take the poison and actually inject it through a hollow needle right into your body. That's pretty immediate, you know, and um, it can have immediate effects. It can, it can kill some of the people that have that done to them within minutes or hours of having it done, so other ones within days, and probably a much larger number within months or even a few years. And um, this global pandemic, you know, that they're talking about, we're supposed to actually believe that it just happened and that yeah, nobody knows why. It just, you know, came up by bad luck by somebody eating a bat or something like that. Really dumb stuff that's clearly not true, but we're supposed to believe that. Just that it's another example of how nature is so terrifying and unpredictable and there's no rhyme or reason to anything and uh, bad things can just come up and terrify and kill you at any point. Um, anyway, that was the idea that the public was supposed to believe and that that is going to happen. For some reason, that's going to happen real frequently now. And the health officials have been saying that repeatedly. Um, But the thing is that, and I'll tell you what prompted me to want to talk about this issue, this particular show, is that a document came to light recently very recently, especially in the last week, it was talked about a lot. And it showed beyond any uh, particular doubt at all that this particular pandemic, which some people have called a plandemic, has, they're they're right, this has been planned for a long time. And you might ask if you are a devotee of the mainstream news, planned, how could it be planned? You know, it just comes up how, how could somebody say when a bat was going to get sick with a certain variety of virus that just happened to be able to infect the whole world? How could that be planned? And obviously, the answer is it could not be planned, but it was. So the origin was different. Um, and the planned pandemic has turned into a, a major way that's been talked about all the, for a long time to increase global control over populations that means you and me and everybody but it's not some people say well control control is not bad it just is going to keep us um, organized and safe and aware of threats as they happen and stuff like that but it's not that kind of organization it's the kind of organization you get in a prison and then once you're in the prison all kinds of unpleasant things can be done to you and different than most prisons this prison is meant not to have anyone to survive uh, being in it and that's where they're planning to take it and the point of the show this particular show and others is that saying that's their plan doesn't mean it has to succeed and it's in our hands whether it does or not and I suggest option two that we don't let it succeed and this plan for using viruses to control and exterminate the population has been written about talked about for a long time because that's a theme that we've we've explained previously that this is a very very organized assault against humanity that's the culmination of at least thousands of years of uh, organization and planning and step-by-step intergenerational warfare on a quiet scale mostly and it's it's been published in white papers and other kinds of papers that are put out by members of various levels of this whole organization. And you, that, there are so many terms like white paper that are thrown around that 
that people don't usually understand really what they actually are. So what what's a white paper before we go any further? There are lots of definitions you can find, but <clears throat> one is, is given by corporatefinanceinstitute.com that you can look up yourself, and it says, I'll read it to you so I get it right, a white paper is an authoritative guide that, you know, they, they don't mention who's the authority, but an authoritative guide that discusses issues on a certain subject along with proposed solutions for handling them. The term white paper came out came about after the government color-coded reports to indicate who would be allowed to access them, and the color white on those papers was referring to public access. In other words, it was okay to show, and in fact desired to show the general public, and it, it was desired because when these... Uh, subversive groups make announcements, they're actually satisfying uh, an occult requirement that they have. Occult just meaning closed. Occult doesn't mean bad, by the way. People misunderstand that. Occult literally means closed. It's like the root of many languages. The word for closed comes from the same root as occult. And uh, these groups are occult because they don't want to be known to the general public or they don't want their real nature to be known. But the general idea of using pandemics to help bring in global centralized control is a, not a new idea at all. And even this uh, specific pandemic, if you look at how long it's clearly been pa- planned for, uh, at least several years, we would say. So it, it's not anything like the spontaneous emergence of a virus that we're told it is, and we know that from <clears throat> investigating and studying things like Event 201 that, that predicted it right before it was publicly known, Operation Lockstep, uh, another interesting document called Crimson Contagion, and a, a bunch of other ones. There's so many documents being put out by this giant organization that is worldwide that you there's no way to keep up with all of them, and I think that's intentional. <clears throat> that they have to put them out. They feel like they have to to create them to fulfill the requirement of notices of what they plan to do to us, but they put out so many that nobody can keep up with them, and then the media either ignores them or misrepresents them so that we won't catch on. <clears throat> so there's another new new one of these documents that's just been exposed in a couple of great videos that we posted that were made by InfoWars. And InfoWars, as you know, is one of the most banned and hated uh, news outlets in the world at this point. The best one that I've found on a large scale started from scratch about 27 years ago. Um, <clears throat> this one is posted on lostartsradio.com, and we post a lot of their stuff there almost every day. Good articles that need a lot more exposure that are banned in most places. Um <clears throat> So what kind of source, you might ask yourself, would create a fully documented, and they're incredible with documentation, but a fully documented video like what they put out in this um, document that I'm going to talk about. And you know that anybody that would do that would have to be um, pretty brave in the current environment, and one of the honest news sources that are major criminal media has taught us should be banned and have no free speech. That's a that's a new, unique interpretation of the First Amendment that our corporate media and government agencies and other private groups, NGOs, uh, BLM and Antifa and the other media-connected groups have decided that the true interpretation of the First Amendment is that only the good people should have freedom of speech for everybody's protection, and who's good and who's bad should be decided by them. So finally, we have clarification on the First Amendment from their point of view. Um, Anyway, these incredible videos came from InfoWars and um, organizations started by Alex Jones from scratch with no big funding from anybody about 27 years ago. And when he started, what got him to go on public access TV, which you can do for almost no money or sometimes free, 
is that he lived in Dallas with his family at that time. Um, I guess that was, what, about 94? And he found out that some of the Dallas police in 94 were um, doing some things that probably were not in their official job description, you know, drug dealing and stuff like that, and really messing up the lives of the kids that they should have been protecting. So he got onto um, Access TV and started talking openly about it, which most people would be scared to do if they understood the consequences of getting disappeared by the corrupt parts of the law enforcement. But that's what he did. So naturally, the media, the major media, the Democrat Party, the corrupt Republican leaders, all kinds of groups of from pro-abortion groups to climate change activists and um, they all hate Alex and they hate Infowars and even some of the people that have some idea of what's going on say oh he's just controlled opposition and this is a big scam to fall for calling anybody controlled opposition and then just assuming that everything they do is bad and what often you could be labeled controlled opposition and so could I or anybody and it's a weapon to use against people's reputation so that nobody will actually look at what they're doing anymore because a more common sense point of view is even if you think somebody is motivated in by you know bad objectives if they say something that's valuable and true it's still valuable and true it doesn't matter who said it. And uh, to call somebody controlled opposition that is doing massive good things against incredible pressure and incredible odds and death threats and attacks and shutting down his bank accounts and his PayPal and you know his social media is totally banned off that, demonized not only by all the major media, but even by Congress that talks about, has had hearings of where they mention how terrible it is that he still has any free speech, that's not controlled opposition. That's, you know, somebody who's subject to the most intense hate campaign that we've seen with very few exceptions. Anyway, universally banned, but you can still watch it if you want to, six days a week on their own platform. Uh, There's a guy named Ron Gibson who has got channels on Brighteon and BitChute, and you can go there, and it's a condensed version of Everyday Show. It's really worthwhile. It's been mentioned on our lostartsradio.com site. And the only reason I go into that side thing of, you know, mentioning those guys, even though I've tried to avoid it up to now because they're banned and you can get yourself banned in our free speech society by saying anything about it, um, they exposed a document in this movie, in this video, two videos actually called SPARS, the SPARS pandemic, S-P-A-R-S, it's an acronym, stands for, I think, St. Paul Acute Respiratory Syndrome, SPARS, because in this imaginary scenario where they were planning out the current pandemic and calling it SPARS, they used St. Paul, and of course there was nothing at that time wrong with calling it the St. Paul virus, you know, SPARS. That was something that they came up with later, that that was bad to use the original uh, name of where a virus started, which has been done for a long time with no problem. Um, So by by exposing this document, reading the entire thing and making videos about it, they exposed it that it came from Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security. Johns Hopkins is a big organization, and this is just one part of it. Uh, That Center for Health Security, it's a nonprofit organization, but it's independent, but it is affiliated with the university, which the university is in Baltimore, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. Big university, old, established in 1876, and it was actually the first research university in America. It's got a long history. And you remember um, <clears throat> that with um, with the Gates Foundation that helped put on event 201 in late 2019, right before the current uh, pandemic started, 
Event 201 just happened to be a tabletop exercise that said, let's see, what should we uh, strategize about that could happen that would threaten the world out of all possible uh, crises? Let's see. Oh, how about a pandemic? And how about we call it a coronavirus pandemic? They just happened to think of that right before the current one was started. And they said, imagine a novel coronavirus and the tabletop exercise, the meeting of Event 201, which is still available online for anybody. You can go there and watch the whole thing. It was how to manage the response. In other words, how to manage the people and what they would think. Behavior control. How to do the pub- get the public to do what they wanted them to do, such as give up freedoms, take the vaccines, obey non-elected rulers that were still were suddenly in control of their country and the whole world, um, and how to get the public to not question any of the orders, whether they were sensible or not. And yeah, Alex, you are mispronouncing that. Not that it matters, but it's not John Hopkins; it's Johns Hopkins. And uh, the reason for that, it was university was named after its first donor around uh, 1780-something. Or no, sorry, about uh, 1876. I think his donation was in 1873 before they actually started. And it was uh, Johns Hopkins who made that donation to the university to help it start. He was an entrepreneur and a philanthropist, although now... We know that philanthropists can have various kinds of activities that they really do. But he lived from 1795 to 1873. And he got his name, Johns, which was his first name, from his great-grandmother, who was named Margaret Johns. And uh, that was her last name, and his parents gave it to him as a first name. Anyway, the reason Alex's videos were great videos uh, was because the video exposes the document called the Sparse Pandemic uh, 2025 to 2028 for public health communicators. That's a nice way to say the people who are managing how the public should think and, and emotionally respond to everything. Uh, the video that, that we're talking about today got a lot of attention from high-level people, and one of them <clears throat> happened to be one of the generals, the one of the few high-level generals that is not corrupted in order to stay in that position. That's why he was attacked viciously, and his name is uh, General Michael Flynn. You may have heard of him. One of the few non-corrupt generals anyway, and he said everybody should watch the longer one, and he's the one. A friend of his got him to watch it, and then he spoke publicly about it being great, and in spite of the demonization of Alex and Infowars, he specifically cited them as the source saying what a great job they did because they actually put the video together. Sparse pandemic 2528 for public health communicators. And it turns out to be kind of like event 201, but the, the almost exact same scenario of the imaginary pandemic that is in the sparse document as the one that we're experiencing right now. And the SPARS pandemic was put together in 2017. Too many similarities to be to the current situation to be there by, by chance. And uh, it's to get the it's an exercise to get the health officials ready to manage what the public would think and do during the pandemic that was really uh, set free on the world. And there are so many similarities in this document to the real situation that we're dealing with now and have been for a year. It's incredible. Even the initial death numbers, they said, were wildly inflated, just like the ones that came out of uh, England and that whoever that professor was who is famous for making completely ridiculous projections. That was in the SPARS document. And it talks about how to get the public scared enough to take the vaccine in spite of the damage that the vaccine would cause, which was also acknowledged in the sparse document. Um, but in the sparse document, the damage and death from the vaccine is radically understated compared to the real current vaccine, 
which has killed more people than 9-11 now, and most of the death hasn't even happened yet. Uh, but if probably it was understated in the SPARS exercise so that the health authorities wouldn't get upset about how deadly it would really be. And it was an exercise about how to manage also uh, anti-vaccine groups and the natural health fanatics that were so crazy that they thought poisonous chemicals should not be what we rely on for medicine. Imagine that. And uh, they thought there were cures in nature, not managements in nature. They were still old-fashioned and willing to use the word cure. Um, In the document, the health, uh, natural health people were made to look like not just fanatics, but really total idiots. And it ends with the simulation, it ends the simulation with the warning that more more, more pandemics are coming which in real life Bill Gates said on TV, we've posted that on lostartsradio.com. He said, uh, this, in his mind, this was called Pandemic 1 that we were being subjected to now. And we had to get, rid of pan- get ready for Pandemic 2, which he said would be a bioweapon attack. But right now they're having such great results with the variants that we'll talk about in a minute that uh, they don't, even really need another pandemic to do everything that they're trying to do. Um, Anyway, Bill's point on television was that the only way to get back to normal is when everybody in the world was vaccinated, and that's changed now. That still is very critically important, and it's very urgent, and to take all the vaccines possible that that are recommended. But... uh, as he clarified later, you, it doesn't mean that you won't transmit the disease. No, of course not. Um, everybody knows that you get the vaccine and then you help make herd immunity, but you can still transmit the disease. It's like, it's like the new math system where right answers are considered racist and you shouldn't have right answers because um, you just shouldn't. And so... Um, logic is also racist, I'm sure. And so they're trying to teach us how to not be logical and be um, correct in the social justice point of view, which is that you create herd immunity and don't worry about the fact that humans are being called a herd. That has no significance. It doesn't come from anywhere. It doesn't mean that the rulers consider you like farm animals or anything like that. That's just the conspiracy theory, people that think that. So you create herd immunity by everybody in the world having every shot that's recommended, but you can still transmit the disease, you can still catch the disease. The WHO and everybody has been clear that that's the case now, and that's fine. You still need to take every vaccine that's available, and you still need to stay away from everybody, uh, social distance, um, wear as many masks as you can without passing out, and because the more masks you wear, obviously the more of a hero you are. So, I mean, I guess the ultimate hero would be to wear a solid plastic mask so you didn't get any oxygen at all. And for the very short life that you would have, you would be one of the very best heroes in the world, that way inspiring everybody else to be a hero too. But, you know, so so the sparse document does parallel the real development of how the current pandemic was rolled out but it doesn't really get into the lockdowns i guess they may have thought that describing the lockdowns would be just so ridiculous that the people doing the exercise with spars would resist somehow so they left that out maybe i missed it but i read the whole document more than once 80 pages and you have to read it carefully because it may be saying things that are not evident at first reading. Anyway, um, the lockdowns are being used, as you know, to destroy people's ability to make a living. And and remember, too, I want to mention again, we're not talking about these things to be negative or defeatist or have, you know, get so upset you just melt down. We're, we're saying to have strategic awareness of what's really going on. The pandemic was planned years before it was started. The sparse epidemic or sparse pandemic document makes that super clear. Uh, If it was planned, you know that uh, 
makes you look at it in a different light, I would say. But the lockdowns are a critical part that weren't really played up in the sparse document. And uh, they were just fulfilling several functions, but one of them was to destroy the biggest source of employment for everybody, which is small business. It's not the big corporations, or at least in normal situations, it's not. It's, it's shifting now by design. In fact, a lot of the destruction of small business has been accomplished now by the lockdowns and businesses that won't be able to come back. But there's still a lot of small businesses that are not dead yet. So you know if you understand what's being done here that it's very important to the agenda that the lockdowns have to continue indefinitely. Not just for a while, not just till you get the vaccine. There's no going back to the normal in, in the real plan. It's supposed to the lockdowns are supposed to produce total dependency Unconditional government handouts, universal basic income. Um, that's what I mean by conditional. Part of the Great Reset, if you don't all obey all the orders on how to think and speak and live, then you just don't get your free subsistence and you have to do without it. In other words, starve to death, basically. So it's a really great control uh, tool in, in the plan. Uh, private property for the general public is meant to be ended. Promoters of the Great Reset, as you know, say that we won't own anything, but we'll be really happy. We'll be happier than we've ever been, in fact. And in fact, some of the vaccines that are planned and in the pipeline now are anti-stress. Just conveniently eating parts of the brain that are dealing with stress so that you're, you'll have to be happy. There's no alternative. Um, but... If you look at it clearly, you'd say making everybody happy is really good PR, but it's probably not the real plan. Um, it's it's critical to the agenda that not only do does everybody get the first vaccine, but all the others too. And I, I watched the progression of how this was rolled out. And in the beginning, they were saying, well, we want most of the people to get it. Then they said, well, we need everybody on the planet to get it. And then you could see them thinking, wait a minute. If we can get everybody on the planet to get this um, non-informed consent treatment that's going to change their DNA and do all kinds of unusual things to them, why would we ever, why in the world would we want to just do that once? That makes no sense at all. It's not even logical. So now they're saying it's going to have to be frequent, uh, partly because of the variance, which we'll talk about that in a minute but partly because there's just all kinds of things that are going to have to be handled by the life-saving miracle of vaccines. So they have to be frequent, and you'll have a certificate like a green passport or an Excelsior passport like in New York is being worked on now, but much more refined, and it will show if you're up to date with all your shots, just like uh, vets give out for the pets that you bring in if you don't know any better and you bring them to get vaccinated at the vets um, but the lockdowns are, are going still and they're meant to destroy not just small businesses but the economies of sovereign countries to facilitate global control and, and how do they solve the problem of uh, total vaccine compliance and yet require lockdowns for the vaccinated people showing the vac vaccines um, don't work um, they saw, see, that's a, that's a conflict because if the vaccines work, then there's no justification to keep the lockdowns going. So they have to say the vaccines don't work, which they're now saying. And they're saying, of course, we told you they wouldn't prevent the disease and they wouldn't prevent transmission. I mean, why would you think that? They don't actually prevent anything. Well, they actually prevent health, but... They don't prevent vaccine, uh, they don't prevent viral transmission. That's what uh, Fauci and others have been saying, that of course you're still able to spread the disease after you get vaccinated, so you have to stay away from everybody, which means lock down your business and wear as many masks as you can. Uh, it's like double speak from eight, 1984. So with a straight face, these health authorities say, 
you must take the vaccines to create herd immunity and go back to normal. And after taking the vaccines, you should never go back to normal. Wear all the masks and stay away from people. And the masks are accomplishing other things now, too, besides just dumbing down people because they create respiratory diseases and they cut down oxygen and overdose you with CO2, which is plant food, not human food. But um, they're also showing up in great numbers in the oceans, in millions and millions. And they may displace other forms of plastic as the primary pollutant in the oceans. Um, I don't know. That contest is still going on. But at the same time right now, they're starting to announce that not only did the vaccines not prevent disease, of course, it's like any, everybody knows that, obviously. But the other thing is that the case, where the case numbers are getting better, and the case numbers are all fake, by the way, but where they're getting better is where the lockdowns are the most severe. So what does that tell? Well, science, if it was going to believe all this fake information, is supposedly says, well, then everybody should be locked down more. And there's not a problem with that because uh, we'll just give you more free money. I mean, who needs to work? We'll just give you uh, stimulus checks, pandemic checks, and everybody will be in great condition. And you, it makes you wonder if the rulers understand that some people might see this as complete nonsense and want to not obey it. But they're not worried about that, obviously. And the question is, why is that? Why, why would they not think that people would just laugh at this kind of thing? And they've got good reason not to worry about that because people are educated now. And science has been changed. It used to be, at least in the ideal form, it was that you have to question everything, including what you believe is true. Because what if it's not? We're all fallible. And if we have an idea that is wrong and not correct... It's great to question it because if you find out that it's wrong, you're one step closer to finding out what's correct. So it's great, but that used to be science. And it would, of course, question authorities. And there were all kinds of historical conflicts between um, authorities in the scientific establishment and the real scientist explorers that sometimes were imprisoned or killed because they had the audacity to question what was the religion of fake science at the time. Um, so now now science being taught in the universities and everywhere else is unquestionable belief in the authorities, whether they're health authorities or other kinds of authorities in government um, and corporate positions of power. You never question them. Don't try to check out and verify what you're told, just memorize it. And common sense is ridiculed as unscientific. All you have is common sense. You don't know anything. And there was a great example of this on video just this last week or the week before. Stacy Edwards, who was from the New York Public Service Commission, explained that nobody should ask about in the ingredients in the vaccine. And apparently she was being treated by chemotherapy for cancer and she said I'm not going to ask them in the cancer place about um, what's in the chemotherapy I would never do that I'm not even a doctor we're supposed to blindly trust doctors and religious authorities pastors, rabbis, anybody like that no matter what they say because of their position you have to trust them and not question them so she said I'm not going to ask. She was talking about what they were giving her for chemotherapy, which she calls an infusion. You know, they stick it in your veins and drip it into you during the day when you're getting chemotherapy. And she said, I'm not going to ask about what's in that. That would be ridiculous. I'm just going to not question the ingredients, not look up the ingredients, not ask about how they work. I'm just going to put out my arm, let them put the needle in and take the what she called the infusion and she said the same thing should be done with vaccines so she was like a primary spokesman for uh, blind obedience to authority 
exactly what people are told around the world in uh, communist or otherwise other authoritarian, authoritarian uh, types of dictatorships. So we should all just take the treatment, whatever drug or vaccine we're given, and not have any questions. And a lot of the officials, to be fair, who are promoting the lockdowns and drugs and vaccines, they, they may have no idea that it's all a gigantic lie because they're well-educated. You know, some of these people enforcing public health uh, standards, for example, the ones shutting down businesses all over America and Canada and Europe, they've had such extensive education and memorizing that the health authorities are always correct that they don't question it and they may think that they're saving humanity by crushing in the economy basically Fauci in a in a public hearing where he was being questioned in congress was saying i don't think of it from a freedom point of view at all and the person questioning him said well that's obvious Fauci said, I'm just thinking of it in terms of saving lives. <clears throat> but um, that's all based on the assumption that the case numbers and the death numbers are true. And the case numbers are all, some people are beginning to realize that they're exaggerated or overblown or higher than they should be. But they're not getting the real picture. There are no case numbers that are real. Because the case numbers they're using, they're all from something called the PCR test. And the PCR test was explained in great detail by the Nobel Prize winning inventor of it named Kerry Mullis, who conveniently died just before the pandemic. And he said, uh, it couldn't, PCR can't possibly be used as a diagnostic test. Forget it. I mean, you can't do it. It isn't even made for that. It's not. It doesn't have that as a function. And why? Because it, it looks for, it's a laboratory tool that's really valuable. And, and what it's good for is you can look for little tiny, the tiniest bits of genetic material and in the person and blow it up so much that it's big enough so that you can study it or manipulate it or do what you have to do with it. And he said literally his words were you could find anything in anybody so, um, it's perfect for finding fake viruses. And there was a, a lab scientist, a PhD lab scientist, whose story we posted on lostartsradio.com this week. And he was saying, I'm a PhD lab scientist and um, the whole pandemic is 100% false. And he said the PCR test picks up little pieces of genetic material, he said, just a few base pairs, you know, less than a tiny fraction of what's in a real virus. And then they just assume that means there's a virus there. There's no way that the test ever says that. And the entire worldwide panic and destruction of economies and people's livelihoods and their personal lives and their businesses and everything is based on a lie, which is that the PCR test can diagnose uh, SARS-CoV-2, which it can't. David Icke, who is, has been a, giving great talks almost every day lately, that you can find on that same Ron Gibson channel that I told you about. Great researcher and analyst who wrote many excellent books, some of which I read. Um, he's got a couple of uh, recent videos that we posted on lostartsradio.com explaining that in the real scenario being played out with the pandemic, uh, the vaccines are being pushed very hard, and money is the motive of the vaccine companies, but it's not the motive of their bosses. And we're told that every person on Earth has to take now frequent vaccines to get your permission to go out of your house and travel and, you know, privileges like buy food and stuff like that. But at the top level, according to David, and I agree with him, that it's entirely a, a program of genocide. Meant to, And that's what this uh, health lab scientist said as well, meant to kill some now, but most of the people who get it later, and as whistleblowers have confirmed from inside the industry, it's also genetically changing those who survive it into GMO humans tied to and controlled from the cloud, 
Um, and we're looking for ways to reverse that right now. Dr. Cousins talked about it and said there are natural ways to reverse that. I think he's right, but they need to be perfected quickly. A lot of people are going to need to use them. And David explains, for the full economic transition to global dictatorship, the remaining small businesses have to be destroyed. So doublespeak is being used to explain the policies to do that. And the lockdowns are now being given credit for reduced cases, not the vaccines, which you have to take for herd immunity, even though they don't work. And nobody's supposed to question that logic either. So the the lockdowns have to continue until they can transition them into permanent lockdowns called climate lockdowns that don't even need a pandemic to be in force, and that's to save the earth. So it's explained that vaccines are essential, but they don't prevent the disease or the transition. And so lockdowns, which according to these fake reports, do prevent transmission, cannot ever end. And especially we need climate lockdowns because the whole point of the climate um, panic movement is to eliminate carbon dioxide or at least hold it at a stable level. And if you look at the larger graphs that they're referring to little tiny bits of, we're actually at one of the lowest points in CO2 in the atmosphere in history going back millions of years. And that when carbon, there's no correlation, and Dr. Easterbrook graphed this in great detail, and we're trying to get him on the show, but he's had problems that have prevented it lately. But he showed in great detail and and real scientific approach that there's no correlation at all between CO2 content in the atmosphere that I, I and others have been looking at since the 60s and global temperatures. There's no correlation. And not not only that, but the levels of CO2 in the atmosphere are ex- extraordinarily no, low right now, uh, historically speaking. So, um, anyway, the lockdowns, they want to continue, and they're meant to bring in a universal basic income, which the people who are not very wise in looking at this think are great, and they're... I know businesses that are trying to hire people to work and they're all saying, we don't need to work anymore. We just get universal basic income. And they're just sitting in that playing video games and doing other things. And the reason universal basic income is so dangerous is not not just that it destroys the incentive to work, but that uh, the universal basic income, if you're dependent on it, it's conditional. So if you associate with somebody that the government doesn't like or you say the wrong thing or something like that, they can reduce or eliminate your subsistence payment and then you can't survive. So really bad idea and it's clear why they want it. So as they're waiting for the death toll from the vaccines and other things to get bigger, uh, they're working on the lockdowns and the UBI and things like that. We know the virus is real, uh, even though there's really respected people saying it doesn't exist. Uh, and, and they have a good point. I mean, David Icke and Dr. Kaufman and others and Cowan have said there's no proof of it existing. And they're, they're right about that as far as I know. We've seen no proof of the isolated form of the entire virus, just little bits of it that they use computer programs to fill in the missing pieces and figure, okay, that proves it. But I don't think it proves it. But what suggests that the virus is real is that it was developed in the U.S. with millions of dollars of taxpayer money funded through the NIH that Fauci's part of. And that was in North Carolina. And then it was shipped over to China to be completed, again, with U.S. funding. Now, if there's no virus, what are the bioweapons labs doing? with the massive amount of taxpayer money. Um, I, I trust our weapons industry to be developing the worst things that they can, and I don't think they're faking that. But the current one um, turns out not to be very dangerous in the sense that, you know, Biden said there were 200 million dead from COVID, and other people have said 500,000 and things like that. That's a more popular number. But if you look at the total death numbers between 
2020 when all the lockdowns got started and the uh, the outbreak was supposed to be so terrible, the total death numbers didn't change. They didn't even change as much as the normal increase in population would suggest. So you can't really have a pandemic with no extra people dying. It, there's something wrong with that picture. It doesn't work. So what they had to do is take other causes like flu that typically you would say thirty to 80,000 people, something like that per year in the U.S. are considered to have died from flu. They just changed that to zero and said, oh, another 80,000 dying from COVID. And people were gullible enough to fall for it because they've been trained that the doctors and the health authorities always tell the complete truth. Same about the masks. I mean, the data out there, not just from Blaylock and people like that, but from lots of sources that are high, highly credentialed, have said the masks hurt people. They don't help. But the, but the main, and they don't prevent viral transmission. But the main element holding the whole pandemic hoax together is the PCR test. If the media had told the truth about that, the whole fake t- pandemic would have been over right away. And the fact that there's no sample of the virus in holding, the CDC doesn't have one, nobody has one, um, that makes it highly suspect. So how do you stop this situation so it doesn't keep going toward total control where you can never go out of your house and you're told what to eat and drink and it's controlled and your universal basic income is the only thing you can live on and it gets taken away if you associate with the wrong people. How do you turn that around? And people like David Icke and Chris Skye, who's a very inspiring Canadian leader that's telling people, you know, mass non-compliance is the way to do it. And the only thing about mass non-compliance is it requires consciousness to increase and common sense has to come back all over the world it's starting to happen now um, not all the media is corrupt just the major corporate media and outfits like rebel news and infowars and lots of other private ones are reporting real news um, and chris guy reported in canada that a gym owner who refused to shut down was finally raided by, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60 police, like it was a major mass murderer or something. And they were led by a police lieutenant. lieutenant. By the time the raiders got to the gym, the, the um, uh, not lieutenant, but sergeant, I guess he was specifically. And he said, you know, this is ridiculous. The pandemic is a fake. We're not raiding this place. And those defections have a massive uh, potential snowball effect. So the awakening is not just within the general public, but it's within the enforcers as well, also the public health ranks. And as that spreads due to consciousness increasing, things get much better. Um, and they got the sergeant who led that raid said, you know, they can fire me or demonize me or whatever they want, but I'm not going to do this anymore. And it, it was incredibly inspirational. Um, the same thing can happen uh, within other institutions like media and a lot of great whistleblowers are coming out of the corporate media and social media right now which are the media as as these whistleblowers confirm the media is trying to make everybody a total racist right now it's against white people so called white I've never seen a white or a black person in my entire life they're, we're just all, our skin's all different shades of, you know, brown and dark brown and pink and red and yellow and um, not really white. But, you know, this whole spectrum of colors, that's not the color of a person. That's the color of a costume. That's this, this thing. This is a physical costume that we're all kind of integrated with due to what ha- the process that happens when you're in gestation inside of your mother and then you get born into the world and start breathing air and all that it's not you when you leave it you'll still be you and before you came in you were you so once you start understanding the deeper levels of who people are this whole racism thing is totally stupid 
I mean, it's idiotic. Who would be a racist who has any idea of who we actually are? We, we could have been in each other's position very easily, and we need to support and love each other. And if we do that, then it's going to be obvious that the major criminals coming out of the power structure are trying to get us to destroy ourselves, and it would be a lot smarter for us not to do that. And there are ways, ways to do it. There, Some people are falling for the whole race thing, which is totally stupid, and they're burning down cities, and the media is really supporting that and saying it's a great idea and legitimate, mostly peaceful protest and all that stuff. Um, but once common sense starts coming back, you you can't fall for any of that stuff. The the rulers who are laughing at us now would stop laughing because we'd say, we're never going to do that. Racism is totally stupid. We're not going to fall for it. We're not going to hand little kids over to indoctrination centers called schools. We would never do that. Look what they're teaching in the schools. Look what they're physically doing to the students now. They, they're trying to move toward things that you know we don't even have to get into detail on right now really bad. Um, conscious people would never have blind trust of any form of religion, including vaccine religion or doctor religion or anything like that. They'd, they'd question it, and this, the doctor wants them to take, to swallow something, to make them healthier or make them not aware of their pain or something like that. They would say, oh, really? Well, maybe I'll do that. Let me see your, not the information sheet, which is edited, but... Generally, they call it the original package insert that explains the drug, whether it's something you're supposed to swallow or get injected into you. And it says not only what's in it, what you need to know, just like you shouldn't eat processed food if you don't know what ingredients are in it. If you understand anything about how the food industry is working right now, you don't want to eat poison. And the only way to avoid it is read the ingredients and then Look them up online. It takes a couple minutes, and you find out how they work, and you would always do that. With food, you would always do it with what's injected into your body. In fact, you might come to the decision that injecting things into your body is not a really brilliant plan, and we probably shouldn't do it. And has it really ever prevented disease or not? Read the books of Suzanne Humphreys and uh, Tim O'Shea and other people like that that were brave enough to risk their lives and tell the whole history. People inside of companies and media organizations and government agencies can become whistleblowers. And others can do the mass compliance that Chris Guy and others are, are suggesting, even in places like California and New York, where they're locked down really, or have been locked down really intensely. There are restaurants in Southern California that I've talked to and we'll have the owner of one of them on a Sunday show soon in Southern California, and he says, not only are we staying open because the pandemic's a fake and all these packed-in customers that we're having every every night at our restaurant, uh, they're not getting sick. In fact, they're healthier than the people running around with these self-suffocation devices on their faces. And that man is uh, that brave individual in Los Angeles area will be on the show soon. He's not even letting anybody in his restaurant with a mask. So he's shaking some people into thinking. And uh, Peggy Hall talks a lot about that. She needs to be supported at thehealthyamerican.org. She's got resources to help businesses stay open. That could spread worldwide if you guys help share it. The Healthy American. Dot .org really important resource for everybody she's teaching businesses how to not shut down and, and be successful and conscious people would also of course learn how to take care of their own health not with poisonous chemicals that you know obviously are not brilliant to rely on but by change, upgrades in lifestyle every part of your own life and how you think and what thought patterns you let go through your head because your thoughts and emotions affect your physical health every second. It's not a deficiency of drugs that, that is the problem. If you carry around <clears throat> really negative, hating, angry, scared, you know, emotions that are just going to kind of gradually tear your body apart, then it has an effect on your health. 
And we need to get strong enough to go in the opposite direction and help people by example. So that's a good a good thing to start on and the best time to start it is right now, you know, get some quiet time for a few minutes. Maybe write down on paper what you're eating and drinking every day when you're sleeping, if you're getting enough sleep, if you're getting sunlight, if you're getting exercise, if you're getting the right forms of exercise, if you're learning what you need to learn about things that you can develop in your own life. You take an assessment of that and then put it into practice, not like a momentary New Year's resolution or something, but a, a change in your permanent lifestyle. And it's a really good time to start that right now. And if you care about helping other people and helping the world and you're neglecting what you need to do to clean up what you're doing yourself, that's an essential element in the whole thing and you can't let it go and have good results. So I just wanted to let you know about that. The The main thing about knowing all these frauds that are going on around us and all these attempts to steal everything and take away your freedoms is, okay, how can you work against that and we're going to get, continue to get into positive options for what can be done with that remember we've got Sunday guest shows and the one tomorrow will be really good with Joel Skousen who's been on the show quite a bit um, if you've got resources and you want to support us and keep us on the air that can be done through subscribestar.com slash radio and at our websites at the donate button and then uh, if you want to get deeper into it planetary healing club is what we're dealing for what we're using for that and that starts in 28 minutes and that is totally uncensored and interactive and we're actually putting those things into practice so you might find that interesting any questions or show suggestions just email them to me Richard at LostArtsRadio.com, and I get to those as fast as I can. Um, Main message, bottom line from the whole thing to remember is that everything that you do, it not only has an effect on, on people, it has an effect on everybody, and it's a really major effect. And whoever's the most um, focused and aware and relaxed and conscious of what's running through their minds and their emotional state every day is as powerful as many many people who are scattered so don't don't believe what you're told that we can't do anything the opposite is the truth and you're doing it now um just become aware of it use it better learn how to do it stronger and uh do the physical part and the mental part and the emotional part all at the same time it's all working on yourself that then makes you more powerful in whatever you do on the outside and the things that you're working on in family, in your work, dealing with your kids. If you change yourself, they're going to respond to the same words completely differently. And it's a pretty interesting subject, so we'll get into that more and more. Anyway, we're a couple minutes over as usual, and I hope you have a good night. Maybe we'll see you at Planetary Healing Club in 25 minutes. Good stuff goes on there that gets deeper into all these things. And otherwise, have a good week, and we'll see you here next time. Take care of yourself. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program, offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind, and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. 
Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.